Welcome to Ministry by Mail, a weekly sermon publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confession. Our sermon for the 24th Sunday after Pentecost is by Pastor Timothy Daub of Prince of Peace Lutheran Church in Hecla, South Dakota. Our theme is, The Wedding Starts Right on Time, based on the text of Matthew chapter 25, verse 6. Grace and peace be to you from God our Father and the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our meditation is based on the parable of the ten virgins. You will see that the sinner's demands of life blind you from God's perfect care, but that the gospel reveals how Christ has prepared and given all you could ever need. Again from the parable, And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. So far the text, let us pray. Lord Jesus, bless thy word, that we may trust in thee. Amen. In all my years as pastor, I'm not sure I have ever ever officiated a wedding that started precisely on time, ever. Some have been remarkably close. Even then, uh, the last-minute anxieties can make each passing second seem like centuries. Uh, Just moments before go time, something is undoubtedly not working like it's supposed to. Some piece of wardrobe does not fit, has to be stitched back together last minute. Somebody's not there yet, somebody who needs to be and said they were going to, and they just got a text that they're on their way. What choice do I have? What choice do I have but to wait? Jesus, though, in the parable of the ten virgins, Jesus says he won't. Ten bridesmaids slumber and sleep, but just before go time, and not till then, the five foolish discover some detail not quite right. And what you see unfold is that everything, everybody else, the world, must stop. Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. No other wedding they've been in has ever started on time, and definitely not without everyone ready, just how they saw fit. Why should this one have to? Yet unlike any other wedding, their anxiety receives no compassion from their fellow bridesmaids. Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. Go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. A shocking level of rational behavior moments before go time. Any other wedding, this this kind of anxiety would have caught on spread like wildfire. And what more, this seeming lack of compassion is matched by a bridegroom who carries on regardless. For when the five foolish finally do show up, late 
They find it has already begun without them. Verily I say unto you, I know you not. This cruel, this callous approach, that which no pastor dare try, this is Jesus' way of teaching us that we are not in charge. For the sinner who wants everything in life to go how you want, just how you see fit, for the sinner this can be hard and impossible to accept. The demand that everything must be perfect, or, it, or at least the underlying assumption that it, it should be, the anxiety that if it isn't, there must be something wrong with you. This is the heart of so much of life's aggravations, of so much of the sinner's malcontentment in life. Our insistence that family behave a certain way, our insistence to be treated fairly at work in order <laughs> for you to have a sense of worth, to be given a certain level of respect to be able to show it yourself, demanding the world to stop with the attitude that I'll get my act together right when everyone else does. All of which makes our God wait on us and Every day, in a sense, your wedding day, so to speak, myself the, the assumed center of attention. Yet Jesus is right. You and I are not in charge. Regardless, whatever avoidance, delay, or excuse you have to offer, there is a set time for us all to give account. You see, although as pastor, I have never had a wedding start precisely on time, funerals are a different matter entirely. For despite how that old joke goes, I've never encountered the problem of that person of honor showing up the body unprepared. The question is, was the soul? Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. But if you, dear friend, if you have awakened from the delusion that it's been all about you. Even if, but for this brief moment, roused from the slumber of your priorities, your demands of God, of life, hear and receive the good news yours. Behold, he is at the door. For the bridegroom who will come for you the final day lives in our midst this day. His call echoing 
right in this banquet hall, as you and I feast together on his word of life, making you the center of his attention indeed, the full focus of his boundless love. He is the Savior promised long ago. And though to man's perspective, he made us wait for centuries, in God's perspective, Jesus entered the very second his father promised he would, through many a prophet of old, when the fullness of the time was come. Many had their own expectations for Jesus' great day, pulling and tugging in all sorts of fancies and demands, ranging from making up a bread king to fill their bellies, to overthrowing the Romans, to, to plotting to stone him and put him secretly away. But nothing could take Jesus off what he had in mind to atone for the iniquity of all mankind. According to God's appointed place, God's appointed time and public manner, a cross. At the rehearsal dinner the, the night before, Jesus had spent the evening trying to calm his disciples' nerves, help them understand what was to happen the next day, washing their feet as a picture of his humility and love. Peter, though, acted the bridesmaid. Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Peter's confusion, the same as the foolish virgins that the kingdom of God was dependent in some way upon his standards, his demands, instead of the preparation found in the Son of God. Receiving the Lord's clarification that at this big day, he was in charge. He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every way. Clean cleansed by Christ's procession down an aisle, adorned with a veil of thorns and blood, though in terms of sin white as snow, dressed instead in the mockery of purple. Those in attendance heckling each step of his march throughout the st streets of Jerusalem and up on to the altar of Golgotha, when they should have been watching in awe at he who bore your sins as his own. Jesus, the bridegroom who loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse you with the washing of water by the word, that he might present you to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, holy, without blemish, leaving no detail for you to attend to, because if he waited around for us, why, you'd never show up. Thus, this, the host of your heavenly banquet, prepares all things himself. As he said, I go and prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you that where I am, there ye may be also. Calling you forth by his resurrection, 
from spiritual death unto a living faith and adorning you with his righteousness as your royal dress, including you in the bridal party, giving you a place of honor by grace to stand up front and receive his glory on the final day. And thus we stand up for him today, receiving the announcement and invitation to that last day celebration in the gospel we proclaim. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Jesus ever inviting, ever knocking, ever welcoming you through the good news of eternal life yours, through the forgiveness of sins. Come, for all things are now ready. Which reveals then, brings us back to the foolishness of the five, who at go time go tearing off as if there's just one last thing. Uh, the anxiety and flurry of demands which receives no compassion from their fellow bridesmaids, not so, and neither from the bridegroom. Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Because in the end, you either have everything you need, or you don't. The difference being faith. Without faith in Jesus, there's no help to be had. But with faith, you receive, maybe not what you think you need, but the one thing needful. And along with that, the mindset that the world needs step for you put to rest by the Savior who for you laid everything to the side. The slumber of the parable is our watch, our, our wait until these promises we here receive are brought to completion to the eye at Christ's return. Asleep in that your mind is incapable of grasping, blinded to how he controls all things and guides every second that passes. The mind wandering into many an anxiety, doubt, Priorities off focus from the world to come. The foolishness as if there's something, as if it's all left to you. Thus you keep your vessel trimmed by repentance and faith, filled with the oil of comfort and hope that all things are prepared by him who suffered and died for you. With bridal care, yourselves prepare to meet the bridegroom who is near. Rejoice then, have no doubt, that this one wedding, the eternal feast of heaven, this one wedding will start precisely on time, only because absolutely nothing has been left to you that you might be strengthened to watch and wait in patience. Since the gospel reveals a God faithful to guide 
every step your walk down the aisle through this life until you reach his side. Preparing yourselves by keeping in his word, becoming equipped with the kind of faith that allows you to be there for others in their more foolish bridesmaid moments, allows you not to be so demanding yourself, sharing the oil of humble joy with one another while there still is time. The bridegroom comes awake, your lamps with gladness take. Yes, the bride might think she needs just one more thing, but the gospel reveals how you could not be more perfectly adored. So hold that vessel tight, the lamp keep trimmed and bright, as we await together the dawn of that glorious day, the call for which, dear friends, is coming, coming soon. Now the peace that passeth all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. This has been a publication of the Church of the Lutheran Confessions Ministry by Mail. For more information, visit clclutheran.org. For print copies of this or other sermons, please visit lutheransermons.org.